Welcome back to another episode of Heaving Bosoms, the podcast where two friends recap and review a new romance novel each week, and of course, do friendship in front of you. This week, we are covering another listener recommendation, Dear Bridget, I Want You by Penelope Ward and Vi Keeland. This novel went above and beyond the standard romance formula, and we were stoked to get into it. Remember, if you want us to review a book of your choice, head on over to iTunes and give us a five-star rating and a glowing review, and we'll absolutely do it. Of course, you can also do that if you just love us and want more people to find us, because that really helps. But now, let's get into Dear Bridget, I Want You. Thanks, Breezy Louisey. Hi, Erin. Hey, Mel. What's oh, going on with you? Oh, hey, girl. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny when we say hi because we have been mm-hmm. dealing with technical issues for like the past half hour. So it's like, yeah. oh, good morning. As if we yeah. haven't been sitting here. Um, Chittery chatting. Sure. Yeah. So what's new with you? Oh, golly. What's new with me? Uh, <laughs> lots. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, lots. But what's new with you? I have a question for you, oh, and then balls. I have some news. The question for you that I have, <laughs> that I've been saving until we mm-hmm. pushed record, is mm. I notice you're wearing the same reindeer onesie that you were wearing last week, <laughs> and I know you've had a really terrible week, and so I just <laughs> want to make sure that you haven't, that you've taken it you off. You know what? I appreciate you. Uh, as soon as I woke up this morning and rolled out of bed and put this shit on... I knew that there was going to be a moment where we addressed it. Uh, I don't know that we necessarily had to address it in front of the listener. However, um, I actually don't Is there another way to address it? That's true. It's true. You know what? Here's the thing. The good news is that I actually have not worn this reindeer onesie since the last time we recorded. That is good news. It is really good news. So in that time, I have washed it. (laughs) And I hung it up even. So be proud of me there. Uh huh. It's just that, you know, we record on your end in the middle of the night. Yes. We record on my end at around 730 or 8 in the morning. This morning, I was rolling out of bed and Ember was crying and I was like, you know, tottering around. And so I was like, you know what? Uh, I just need to grab one thing that I can put on. And it turns out it was this onesie. Um, Actually, you know what? Honestly, I have had such a terrible week that I forced myself quite a few times to get fully dressed because I I have a full-time job, but I work from home. And so I, you know, I can do whatever I want. I can work in my underwear. That's and why I was really worried that yes. you would wear one Yes, no, totally. Onesie. But I was like, you know what? If I, I almost forced myself to go to the gym, I did not actually get that far because um, we had like this crazy Northeastern uh, bomb cyclone that we experienced. <laughs> so, okay, honestly, it has been so cold. Okay, to all my fucking haters out there. When I said what's new with you, I expected you to like lean in and be like, bomb cyclone. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was the most delightful thing about my week. Mm-hmm. No, bomb cyclone. It has been so cold that two times we have we have been doing all the things to make sure it doesn't happen. But two times this week, 
the pipe, like the water has frozen so that it doesn't get up to the third floor in our house, mm-hmm. which is where our main bathroom is. So thankfully, I have a, a shower in the basement and we have been able to shower and like Ember's been bathing in the sink, which is so fucking adorable. But, you know, this week I forced myself quite a few times to like get up and get actually dressed and put on mascara and be a fucking person because otherwise I really... I mean, I, I'm so tenuously close to slipping into another funk that I've really got a, so I've been vitamin Ding, I've been lizard lamping, mm-hmm. I've been, um, you know, running up and down the stairs because I haven't quite gotten to the gym yet. And that is what I have been doing because my mental health can sometimes be uh, something <laughs> that you really need to pay attention to. That's everybody, everybody, whether you're having a bad week or not, you need to be paying attention to your mental health. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I'm glad that, you know what? I'm glad you asked because Mm -hmm. I really do think that it needs to be addressed way more. I don't know. Like you always hear that comedians and everything are usually the most depressed people. And you're like, what? They're so fun. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But yeah. The one thing I can say is that uh, this podcast, both preparing for it by reading the novels, uh, texting you, whether it's love texting or hate texting, and <laughs> and recording uh-huh. is like a huge bright spot in my life. I want to clarify. We didn't text like we hated each other. We were oh, just texting no. about hating life. We weren't like in a fight or anything this week. I just no, don't want anyone, no, no. I want anyone to be concerned like we were in a fight or something. No. Well, you know, and and like, you know, I'll I'll hate text about a passage in a book, you know, mm-hmm. or something like yeah. that. Um but yeah. So, I'm sorry. I asked you what was new with you and you came mm-hmm. at me about my reindeer onesie. So, what I'm is sorry. actually new with you? <laughs> I have some news. It's Ooh. visual news. Oh. So, I'm I'm going to I'm going to do a few passes in front of the camera. Oh. <gasps> Holy shit, guys. She is currently waving a canary diamond lab grown, I'm guessing. Oh, canary sapphire. Mine is also a sapphire. Um, on her left hand <laughs> ring finger that is gorgeous. Thank you. Because apparently Erin buried the lead this week and she decided that she was going to spend forever with her partner. Uh-huh. Yeah, I got engaged. I actually got engaged last weekend. I'm sorry, Mel. Are you fucking <laughs> kidding me right I'm now? Sorry. I wanted to do it on the podcast. I thought it would be fun. I am questioning our fucking friendship. I know. Okay, there's two <laughs> things. All right, listener. We hey, are now uh, totally on the same level. Oh, is the podcast over? <laughs> no, the podcast is not over because I love the listener. Okay, you, oh, on the other no. hand, I am not certain about. No, I'm totally kidding. We can listen I'm back. I'm so happy I about this. I waited like oh five God. days so that we could listen back on this forever. Oh. And guess where I'm going to get married now? New Alaska. Jersey. And you know when it's going to be? <laughs> like fucking If you February. don't say July, I will <laughs> fuck you up. <laughs> <laughs> No, in fact, it happened, and I, I texted everybody, and then I was like, "I'm gonna wait to text Melody, and, and I'll uh, do it on the we'll do it on the podcast woo! so that we can listen back forever and like you know be like, ah, that was when Aaron told Melody she got oh engaged. Oh my god, I love it so like, much. You know, 
I love it so much. Um, and okay, then, wait. Several times this week, I almost caved in and was like, "I just gotta tell. I just gotta tell her." But then every time we talked this week was like, "Not the right time." <laughs> you know what? Thank you. Uh, I mean, I, I I'd like to think that even in my haze of crazy, I could be really happy for you. Oh um, yes, but. Yeah, there's probably a lot that you were like, you know, she would like to give this more attention than she's capable of right now. Uh-huh. And also, like, I, you know, this week was Melody Week. This week was not Aaron Week. <laughs> It'll swing back around. It always does. It always does. Um, okay, wait. So I just have to tell everybody, um, because I was, I've been wondering, but not questioning you about it because I I figured you know if you had news or wanted to tell me that you would um but this somebody took you off did one of those bitches no no nobody 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 because now I can finally tell Tanya because not telling you (laughs) that's true (laughs) it's like I can't tell her and tell her to keep a secret because she will call you and be like I have a secret I have a secret Aaron (laughs) told me (laughs) um okay wait so this fall I got the most adorable it wasn't like a screenshot. It was. It was a screenshot of text messages screenshot. between you and David, and it was so cute because. Um, hold on, wait. Sup, girl. Is the photo you posted on the hike for our Instagram oh. your Sup, engagement girl. shot? Yeah, that would have been. <gasps> we didn't take like an engagement I'm photo. Like so... I didn't take like a photo no, no, with no, the no, ring. No, 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 but we know. took a couple pictures on the hike. In fact, I think that was before he proposed, though. Aaron that's so cute you look i mean before he proposes even cuter because the look on your face looking and smiling at him is just like at a fucking life partner it's so cool okay yeah i think we probably got engaged like 20 minutes later oh be still my heart okay (laughs) so oh my gosh okay wait so this i got a screenshot and it was the cutest and this is what i love about aaron and david full disclosure i've actually never met david and i think i've spoken to him once as he was walking into the room uh, while Aaron and I were on FaceTime and then he fucked off again. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> I love listening or like seeing their exchanges because they're so funny. I mean, first of all, you already know how funny Aaron is. Um, but David Hilarious. has like the same dry, adorable sense of humor. And so he texted her and he was like, you were out of town, right? He was out of town somebody was out of town and he was like hey when we are back together um maybe we should check out some rings and aaron was like yeah okay (laughs) and then then he goes uh just fyi my budget is ring pop (laughs) and then the next text i got from aaron was so i guess i have to figure out a flavor yeah (laughs) and i was like cherry cherry all the way cherry but i went with lemon (laughs) instead (laughs) it's gorgeous my love and uh, you guys oh my gosh yeah you guys are excellent it's gonna be great and in fact if you come out here for my wedding if we have a wedding and if it's here which i think Mm -hmm. we will and i think it will be Mm -hmm. um we could do a podcast from the same place (gasps) i don't know i'm saying that now but then when it happens it would be like my wedding and i'd be like fuck off we're not doing podcasts today (laughs) jesus christ like how many things can a woman handle but i wasn't that stressed at my wedding and leading up to it. Okay, good. Yeah. I mean, if you're doing it right, I don't think I don't you remember be you being stressed. No. Okay. No. Well, you know, that's out of the way. So. Ah! I'm so... Oh, my God. 
<sighs> and you know how long our, we've been sitting here talking about technical stuff and I've been like drinking out of my poor coffee mug. Oh my and, God. Like using tissues and whatever. D- various mm-hmm. ways that I've been putting my hand in front of my face and you've just been mm-hmm. like, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> you know what? You know I'm not that kid. But I'm like just earlier, I took a drink out of my pork mug and you went, <gasps> and I was like, what? And, and I was like, like, pork mug. Pork mug. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's true. But here's the thing. Everybody needs to know this about me. Um, when I got engaged, I didn't know. I didn't actually know about the show me the ring thing that people do because um, I don't know why. Uh, because romance novels usually end before the engagement party. So showing off the ring is not a thing that I realized about. And then the other thing is I hate diamonds. So I, I was actually, I got engaged and my, um, my partner got me this amazing, like handmade on Etsy ring that, um, the bands look like molded they're molded to look like tree branches and then it's a a white sapphire um and i i was like oh i'm so happy i'm so happy we're gonna be together we're gonna do this and the blah 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 and then um way later i was like michael do you think everybody's gonna think i'm a hypocrite and he was like what are you talking about and i was like i love this ring but I hate diamonds and everyone knows it. And he was like, no, it's a sapphire. In fact, we can change it to any color you want. We can do anything. <laughs> Which yeah. is funny because like after I got this ring, I was like, hey, is this a sapphire or a diamond? Because we basically picked it out, but I, I just wanted it to be yellow. I didn't really care whether yeah. it was a diamond or a sapphire. And I'm like, is it a sapphire or a diamond? He was like, why do you ask? And I'm like, because I want to know what I can get for it. you're my fucking favorite (sighs) anyway all right okay so we've got a wow we've got a review of big news today i just uh i'm still wearing this reindeer onesie and finding Uh out that you're getting married it's very exciting (laughs) um and we are we read this week we read dear bridget i want you by penelope ward and vi keeland which when we posted our preview, we just said Penelope Ward because that's what it was in the five-star review. We did not know that Vi Keeland was also an author of this book. So sorry. Yes. We humbly and sincerely sincerely apologize to Vi Keeland. We appreciate your efforts for this novel. We also spelled Rachel Gibson's name wrong. But <laughs> oh, I'm a dick. No, you're not a dick. I spelled it wrong on the spreadsheet, and that's why we spelled it wrong. It was, oh. the, the error originates with me. Fair, fair. Sorry, Rachel Gibson. We will... Sorry not fix that we'll do it right when we do the podcast post this is actually another reader recommendation by breezy louisey and we're super super thankful yeah so i had fun with this book good i'm i'm gonna be full disclosure here though i hated the male (laughs) lead i hated him and here's my thing he has a british accent and it's set in rhode island right so mm-hmm. I actually am wondering, okay, two things. One, I'm actually not a huge, as much as an uh, sort of Anglophile that I am in some ways, one thing I really usually don't like is like the old timey, often British sort of like punny uh, dick humor. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And um, I'm wondering if I would have liked him 
and this novel a little bit more if I had listened to it. Maybe. Like if I could hear his charming accent instead of just the times that he mostly negged her. <laughs> yeah. Then like maybe it would have been more charming. I don't know. How did you I feel about I think I probably it? liked him more than you did. But I also probably. didn't really like this book. Here's the thing. Breezy Louisey, mm. we like mm-hmm. you. We fucking love you. If you want to come back and give us another book to review, but, like <laughs> I feel bad that you suggested the book and then we didn't like it. I mean, but, but it's still, I here's my thing. I've been going back and forth on this. I still think it can be a fun podcast. <laughs> oh, it's going to be a fun podcast. I just don't want poor Breezy Louisey to be like, this is my favorite book. And then be right. like, aw, right. <laughs> my friends Aaron and Mel didn't like it. So if you yeah. want to give us another one, we'll do it. Yeah, totally. Totally. Okay. So we've got, what's her face? We've got Bridget. Bridget, right? It's <laughs> <laughs> the title. We've got Bridget. We've got Bridget. We've got Simon. Simon. Okay, you know what, though? I actually did really like a lot of this book. There are a lot of things uh, to like in it. Like, I really, I had had such a thoroughly good time reading it, even if sometimes I was like, what the fuck did he just say to her? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, so we've got Bridget, and the setting is, um, she's a, what, 33-year-old woman? Something in that area, yeah. Yeah, 33-year-old woman with a son, but the first scene is her in an ER. She's a nurse and she is at a hospital across town mm-hmm. because she doesn't want to take this injury to her hospital. So she's in the, it's not the ER, I don't think. It might be the ER. Yeah, she and, is. Okay. And she's in a gown and everything because our girl has a fish hook stuck in her ass. Right. And I thought this was a really cute way to open this book. I really Me liked too. it. But we have to do a tiny segment here. There's going to be a uh-huh. lot of segments in this one. Is it one. sexual harassment at hospitals? No, I was going to oh. let you take that one. Mm, good, good, um, good. I'm ready. This this is a logistics <laughs> with Aaron segment. Ooh. All right. She's got this fish hook hooked mm-hmm. into her into her ass cheek. How did she get her pants off? Yeah. Was she <laughs> not? I just don't understand. Like, so this happened while she was fishing with her son. Yeah. Was she not wearing pants when she was fishing with her son? And if she... So the whole thing is she's got her bare ass out and the sexy doctor is like, mm, look at this ass. But like, how how would that fish hook get through her pants and through her underwear and then suddenly she's bare assed and it's not out of her ass? Like, I don't understand that. Was she wearing a skirt with no underwear while fishing with her son? Because that's inappropriate, Bridget. No, no, no. Like, she, was definitely, she was definitely wearing underwear, remember? Because oh, that's yeah. the whole premise. She had day uh, of like, the week underwear. Of, yeah. yeah, one of the through lines in the book is that she got these day of the week underwear after an airline lost her right. uh, luggage on like this fateful trip that we'll talk about later. So it's... Friday and she's wearing Tuesday or something like that. Yes, that's exactly right. Mm-hmm. So, okay, but the fish hook is also in a place where she can pull the underwear to the side, right? Like into her ass crack, right? So the so fish like, hook I know also she's wasn't underwear. in the underwear, right? She's wearing underwear in the hospital, but like, was she not wearing underwear when the fish hook was lodged in her? Like, I don't understand. <laughs> if anyone can logistically explain this to me, we would do. just tweet at us. Because we would like to know. While this was an adorable opening to a book, I could not get I didn't my brain get it. around that. Okay. Here's what I think happened. Uh, let me try. Let me try. She was fishing with her son in day of the week underwear, which were, uh, which as she walked sort of went up her butt a little bit. You know how sure. that happens to me sure, sure, sure. most of sure. the time always? Sure, sure. Uh-huh. Okay. And she was also wearing a sundress. Uh-huh. 
which is not advisable while fishing for no. partly this reason, also because you're outside. So a gust of wind could could show your sun your whole world, as Dave Matthews would say. Also mosquitoes. Also mosquitoes because you're right near a body of water. Okay. Yeah. So logistically, not a good idea. However, sundress, schmookity up underwear. I right. wish you could see the shimmy that I just did to show how the underwear schmookitied up. I'm thankful that I could. And then, <laughs> and then as she was casting, the hook went under her under the sundress under the sundress and Cleared then the sundress. right into her ass yeah clear yeah. no you know you know how because 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 fishing lines yeah, and other things I with heavy it. things at the end whip around there's a par- parabola parabola mm, that thing that yeah a, so i think that's how word, it right? happened right <laughs> that's that's my best guess okay so she's in the hospital and i just have to read this nurse also, comes in after mm. hearing that i think you should really look into being a defense attorney all right okay so what can you say schmookity'd up in a in a courtroom oh my god excellent we'll do a segment after this when it's just me and you where Mm. it's going to be things aaron has said in a courtroom with aaron and melody (laughs) yes okay um all right so this nurse comes in and she is uh she's talking to bridget and this is when i'm like not here for this hospital. I don't understand <laughs> who their HR department is. Like, because here's the thing: in a, in a setting like this, I'm fucking naked. I'm fucking in pain. I am embarrassed because I've had to tell everyone that there's something lodged in my ass, and like it's not fun. And so the nurse and the doctors are there to be like, "Hey, you are safe." And you are here and we are going to take really good care of you. But they they don't like this nurse. One of the things after she's, you know, talking her through everything, Bridget's like, do you have anyone else on call? Because she heard that this he's like this hot doctor, this hot young doctor resident. Um, She was like maybe a female doctor or an older male physician. And um, the nurse looked at her and goes, don't worry, sweetie, you're in good hands. I'm positive Dr. Hogue has seen his share of ass. Pardon, moi <laughs> I I think it's because they're like friends. They they're not. She's at a hospital she's never been at before. Okay. Okay. All right. But to be honest, my actual note is who is this bamf of a nurse? Because she is hilarious. Yeah. Okay. So then then the doctor walks in, this hot, blonde, you know, tall drink of a muscled man walks in, and he goes in a British accent. So I hear you want to show me your bum and I'm not even going to have to buy you some dinner first, which I do not understand. Here's the thing. What I kind of like... doctor says that? <laughs> what kind of tell me what what doctor who doesn't want to face? Yeah, He's playing it pretty fast and loose with like laws, but I and he's playing it fast and loose with laws because he's hot enough. He can get away with this kind of stuff, which is not OK. And it's not OK oh in the God. real world and blah, blah, blah. But I was fine with it. <laughs> No, see, that's the thing, right? And I wonder if this would have been different if I had heard his charming British accent, which which fixes everything. Or seen him, because here's the description. Mm. (laughs) Please. He smiled. Oh, God. Pearly, perfect whites. Figures. This man was downright gorgeous. Tall, really tall, probably at least six foot two, broad-shouldered, muscular arms, bright blue eyes, a chiseled jaw, and blonde hair that looked as if he just had sex. 
Jesus, the doctor even had fuck me hair. I couldn't possibly show him my ass. Well, but that's the thing, right? Like, it doesn't make it any better. His hotness just makes me more uncomfortable because then I start thinking about when did I shave last? Mm -hmm. Like, That's how she approaches it, too. Yeah. She's very embarrassed. Yeah. So then, well, and then he, he takes her gown aside to look at her injury and he's like, have you been wearing these for three days? And she's like, huh? What does that even mean? And he goes, your knickers. It's Friday. They say Tuesday. I was wondering if you've been wearing them for three days or you just got your days of the week mixed up. Like, none of your fucking business, bro. You're already looking (laughs) at all of my things that are embarrassing. You could just be a goddamn gentleman. Like, what kind of Mr. Darcy in the first act bullshit is this? (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> this is not okay in the real world. I just didn't care much in the context of the romance. No, it was hot because then she's like over the over the she's poised with her butt out so that yeah, he can do yeah. some some fish hook wrangling and she's thinking about all the places that he could put his hands and fingers and other things and she's getting all hot and bothered and it it works. But I was just like I don't know what world this happens in. I don't know what world. Yeah, it, it in a fantasy world. That's the thing. Like, I think in real life, anyone, if this really happened, would be, like, very uncomfortable with it. Yeah. But in, in a fantasy, I think that's a pretty good one. Like, you've got something lodged in your ass cheek and you got your butt out there and the, like, sexy doctor comes in and is like, hmm, baby, like, you got a good ass. Like, I feel like that's, you know. Yeah, also, can we do a quick segment called In Your Endo with Melody? <laughs> <laughs> sure. I just want to read one thing that he says. He goes, uh, she, he's examining the fish hook. And Bridget says, can't you just thread the hook back out? And he goes, nope. More than the tip is in your arse. It looks like it's got a long shaft. <laughs> just That is a, just, no. That is an innuendo. It's an innuendo in many ways. Because it was in her end. It's, it's in her. Okay. Chapter two, we fast forward three months because they part ways and they're like, no, nothing happens. Um, Bridget has decided that she needs a lodger to help with the bills because she's a full time nurse, but she's also um, a widow of two years. The same trip that she took down to her mother where her luggage was lost, her husband stayed home and died in a car accident. And so it was like this crazy, obvious, you know, shock and nuts and so she's been attempting to have the same life because she's like I don't want to downsize I don't want to disrupt my son's life anymore I want him to live in the house that he grew up in so she's attempting to do all of this with a meager life insurance policy and her full-time job Um, so she's getting a lodger and her friend Calliope who's also British are you connecting the dots listener (laughs) what I was about to say is Um, when you read this book, did you call her Calliope? Did that just roll off your tongue? Because earlier when we were talking about technically, she's like, like, what's the friend's name? Cantaloupe? <laughs> I did. Okay, so two things. One, I am literate enough to have seen Calliope, but I am just bad enough with names and or titles <laughs> of things that uh, I was like, Cantaloupe. Uh, conundrum. What the hell is her name? <laughs> so funny. I'm sorry. I keep calling you out. I just thought that was so funny. No, no. Call me out. It's cool. So, okay. The one thing from like a a critical point of view is that uh, when you read this book, if you experience Ugh. the sort of 
sort of obvious and stunted exposition, mm-hmm. just keep trudging because yeah. you will like it more. It's it's the first- really the exposition is like really awkward and I don't know. It, the first 100 pages felt like a first draft to me. It was really like a bit yeah, rough. Um, but then it gets better. So I don't. Yeah, it gets better. Yes. Yeah. So if you just Particularly through, this section was really. It was clumsy, I think is a good yeah, way to put I'm it. Yeah, I'm sorry. The exposition was that. clumsy. Again, and then, <laughs> we've said it well, many times. It's hard to write a book. We're not, it's really hard to write a book. I wouldn't I want anyone reading it. this to stop reading because I would have stopped reading. Exactly. But for this podcast. That's exactly this right. Section. Yes. Don't stop reading. It gets really fun. Um. Okay. So... There's a lot of setup in this episode about both the lodging situation and her, <laughs> her, sorry, the laugh was not about the dead husband, but no. I laughed and then I was about to say, and her dead husband. Um, uh-huh. Okay. So, but the laugh was because she's supposed to meet her lodger. Okay. And I didn't really understand this as a character quirk because it no. only comes up the once. I need to talk about this a lot. Please, because yes. All right. So the first thing that happens is this. Calliope, British friend, says to Bridget, Mm. I have a friend from England. Yeah. Who is here for a certain amount of time. He's a doctor and he's He's doing some kind of residency here and he needs a place to live. Can he live in your garage? And Bridget, who by her own admission has been masturbating to this man for the past three months, Uh is like, yeah, I have not connected yeah, that sounds any right. dots. And then Simon, who mm-hmm. is on the other side of this thing, who's friends with Calliope, Calliope says, I have a nurse friend who works at this other hospital. He mm-hmm. knows what hospital she works at because they talked mm-hmm. about it. Works at this other hospital. Her name is Bridge. And she needs a lodger. He also doesn't connect the dots. And when they figure this out, she's like... Oh, you're the British doctor that is from the other hospital that's friends with Calliope? And I'm like, what? And he's like, yeah, I didn't connect the dots because she called you Bridge instead of Bridget. I'm like, that's the fucking lapse in, like... As if that's not a common English uh, nickname for Bridget. How dumb are these two? (laughs) So then Bridget goes to take a bath and she says... This is oh this God. is where it gets real clumsy. I mean, it's been it was clumsy before when she was talking to Calliope, but it gets a little weirder. So she's like, "Hey, reader, I just want you to know, uh, as the main <laughs> character, I have this thing where I just pass out spontaneously when I take baths. So anyway, I was about well, to take no, a bath, when and I'm she like, what? Heats up. She when gets she, too hot. Her, yeah. Yes. And so, and as Stop a nurse, taking fucking baths when you're alone. What? I, yeah. I, only take baths with other humans, or don't. Or never take a bath. Okay, yeah, because this is really, this really needs to be a safety with Aaron thing. If you pass out while you're in the hot, or take a tepid bath. Yeah, your son has already lost his father. Like, really? (laughs) So so she gets out of the bathtub and she's like, oh, God, it's happening again, just as I knew it would. And she just passes out on the floor. And naked. Simon, naked. Okay, fine. So and then, then when Simon, she sort of comes to, she gets into child's pose because Calliope, her yoga instructor friend, has told her that's a good idea. Which I don't know that it is, guys. Uh, yoga, ins- <laughs> yoga instructor Aaron doesn't think that's necessarily the best idea if you're worried about blood to your head to get in kind of an inverted position. Right. I'm not a doctor, but that doesn't seem right. The end. Okay, so 
then Simon, who's moving into her garage, which is a separate area of the home, just traipses into her house and then into her bathroom. And then yeah, he, he comes to and he's like, this was the, the most clunky way <laughs> for these these writers to set up. He sees her naked again. Like, yes. Why not just why why not just have him knock on the door to come in? And then when he doesn't, she doesn't answer it. Like he just comes in or whatever because it's unlocked and she's getting out of the shower. Like what's wrong right. with that? Why did we right. need like a special secret fainting disease? And like, I just, <laughs> it was very weird to me because so it never I- comes up again. Okay. No, you're so right. Okay, wait. So they're talking after she gets dressed and uh, figures her shit out. I did like this. He said, you know, I'm I, I couldn't put two together bridge. Um, and she goes, then how did you recognize me so fast? You, I wasn't yeah. even facing you. And he goes, you were down on the ground with your buttocks in the air. I would recognize that arse anywhere. Utter embarrassment consumed me. Oh, really? Your derriere precedes you, love. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, it was cute once it happened. It was just the yes. setup. I was just like, we're supposed to buy this? Like, I don't know. Yeah, and also she says that she, because his question later on is, I've never, um, have you ever passed out during uh, sex if you get overheated? And she's like, no, I've never had hot enough sex to do that or something like that. I'm just like, why mm-hmm. not? <laughs> like, but if that's, if that's the thing, a thing, then that would have been really funny. Like later in the book, she could have been like yeah. giving him a blowjob and just like pass the fuck out because <laughs> she's like overheated. That would have been really funny. It would have been really funny. Anyway. Um, okay, but here's the thing. There are other moments where like later on they, they walk downstairs um, just right after that so that he can make some tea. And don't drink hot tea after you've just passed. Also that. Also Sorry. that. <laughs> Keep going. He looks at her at one point and he says, God, you're a walking disaster, Bridget Valentine. Like he's just always negging her. Mm-hmm. Always negging her. And I just couldn't. I just wasn't there for it most of the time. I was just like, why? Why are you like that? She already, you just saw the woman naked with her brown eye winking at you. (laughs) (laughs) She is so embarrassed that you probably saw her asshole. And then you want to just double down and tell her that she's a disaster. Be charitable once in a while, you hot blonde (laughs) doctor. I do not care. Maybe it says a lot about me that I I find when people are like kind of teasy and mean to each other, I'm like, oh, that's endearing. No, and that's the thing. I know. They I don't might know have each really other, liked though. it that's had I listened to it also. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they don't know each other. And I might have liked it had I listened to it. But And it might have also been my mood this week where I was just like, somebody needs to be nice to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that yeah. I was like, stop being mean to her. I just got very defensive of her. So I think the next thing that happens is Simon talks to Calliope and was like, he's kind of like, what's the deal with Bridget? And Calliope's like you are not going to fuck yeah. with her. Like, don't take your blinding hotness away from this woman. <laughs> she is a widow. Like, leave her alone. Which I was a little bit, like, on the one hand, I hear that. But if we are ever widowed, Aaron, can we make a pact real don't quick? Even, don't do this mm-hmm. to me. <laughs> if we are ever, if something terrible happens, I am never, ever going to cock block you 
from a hot piece of ass to cathartically get over whatever you need to get over if that's what you need. That means a lot to me. Can you please make that promise to me as well? Yes, I'll make that promise to you. Excellent. I don't think that's a promise that needed to be made, though, between us. I just, fair, I just, I'm sick of people being like, she's a widow, and so her vagina is now the Sahara, and she has no sexy thoughts ever. Like, people do the same thing with mothers, which obviously offends me. I just can't. Yeah. Um, Okay, so he's like, no, I don't mean like in a sexy way, even though he kind of does. He totally means that. He loves her arse, her plump arse. She's like, what do you want to know? And he says, I don't know, for starters, what happened to her husband, which I thought was really weird because no one said that she had one. Really? Like, he knows that she's a single mom. Yeah, my note is, who said she had a husband? He knows she's a single mom, but he doesn't. Oh, yeah. She could have just yeah, had a kid. That was a pretty heteronormative assumption of him. Yeah, I felt yeah. that was fair. Anyway. Fair. Um. So anyway, Calliope fills him in on the whole uh, uh, widow situation. Can we skip ahead to my favorite part? Sure. Okay. They see each other at the hospital. Blah, blah, blah. She finds out he's going on a date with a 23-year-old at the hospital. Brianna. Brianna, who... Oh, but also Simon is significantly younger than Bridget. Yes. He's like 25 or 26, something like that. And Bridget's 33. Oh, I thought he was younger. But anyway... He's been through med school, bro. Him going on a date with a 23-year-old is not gross, I guess. No, no. What I want to say. No, 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 no. But she's not gross. Yeah. And it's just it's safe for him because he doesn't want anything serious. His plan is to go back to London as soon as his residency is over, which I also didn't quite understand because aren't there different medical laws and measurements and a bunch of shit in the UK? Like they use the metric system, first of all. (laughs) And maybe maybe that's the same in medicine. Like, I don't fucking know. I just think it's weird to be like, I am going to go to a foreign country to get my degree and then seamlessly transition back. Like, yeah, maybe people have gone to like Cambridge and stuff. Yeah, maybe it's also just that I don't know why you would come to the US to do that. (laughs) Like, people go to Cambridge and stuff, you know? He was running away from his past, remember? Yeah, I know. I know. He has a sorted past, everyone. And he Get was going ready. where Calliope was, which I know even less why you come to the U.S. to be a yoga teacher, because, again, we've covered this, oh. but it's not like yeah. we make tons of money as yoga teachers. Okay. So she sees him do some charming things with an elderly patient, and they're, like, charming and generous and, and sweet. Yeah. And so she's like, mm, I wonder if there's more to him. Don't think about that, Bridget. Don't think about that. <laughs> and then um, he goes on a date with this 23-year-old, and it's lame and stupid. And so he's like, I don't know why. There's just something about it. I just want to go home to this woman that I can't touch or be near. Mm-hmm. And so then he goes, and... Uh, she hides a Kindle. Uh-huh. That's that's my note. She hides a Kindle and he like tries to get it from her and she jumps up and down because she's also bird sized and uh-huh. he's he's mountain sized. And so she's jumping up and down trying to get it and doesn't. He he finally gives it back to her, but they do some bonding and she's like, What happened with your date? And he's like, I asked her what kind of animal she would be if she could choose, and she said a Pomeranian because they're cute. <laughs> so I would like to, Aaron, I would like to ask you, what animal would you be if you could? Okay. If we're strictly speaking that you have to be like a wild animal in the world. Yeah. I think I would be a bear. Ooh, a bear. A, their their whole thing in life. I like that. Over the summer. First of all, sleep right through that winter. <laughs> it is Fuck magical. winter, I'm going to bed. Yeah. 
the summertime, their whole goal is how eat much, as much can as I possible. eat to get the fattest that I can? Totally. And when a bear is real fat, it's like, ooh, you're a sexy provider. You are I doing know. well. And if you've never seen a bear just sit in a stream with its mouth open, just <laughs> waiting for food to just fly <laughs> into his mouth. You've not seen life or love or happiness. Yeah, I just, I want to do that. I just want to sit somewhere and have the food that I'm eating. Like, I don't even want to have to use my Here's hands. Here's the thing. The bear is is the connoisseur of human sushi conveyor belt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> That's how it originated. I so, do not know a happier place. Can I hear that? Okay. So if I'm able to pick, if I have to pick a wild animal, that's where I'm going. Okay. If if I'm allowed to pick a very, oh, we're speci- doing more than one. I'm sorry, I don't. No, I, I'm into it. No, show me your brain. If I, I am I allowed to pick a specific animal? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rooster the dog. <laughs> I have seen her life. Every morning, she rolls out of bed. If I'm not going to work and I like for literally force her ass out the door to go mm-hmm. pee. She rolls up at like 11 o'clock. She sleeps in a scarf basket. I think I told you. <laughs> yeah. She rolls up like 11 o'clock, gets up, eats some food, goes right back in there, gets under the... She goes from bed to scarf basket, back mm-hmm. to bed to scarf basket. All she does is eat and sleep all day. And and the heat vent. She lays on the yeah. heat vent like a cat. I, I just want that, that life. Like her whole life is snuggles and food. I hear that. So, Yeah. I would rather do that than be a bear because bears have to deal with like the elements and danger. Like roosters, there's never been a better life for a living creature <laughs> than what she's got going. How about you? Okay. This is tough because this is also my spirit animal answer. Oh, God. Should I? But guess? it's also true. Yeah, do. Wait, you're not going to say otters, are you? Are you? I was going to say an otter. Oh, no. You weirdo. <laughs> Wait, why? Nope, go. Why oh no? Just. I <laughs> Maybe I don't know enough about otters, everyone. I just read this article recently that was about, we're going to ruin otters for you. Oh, I don't think I want to know. I know, I don't think you can handle it right now. Okay, <laughs> so wait. I'm not going to oh, no. do, do it. They, are they rapey? Are they like ducks? Oh, no. I'm so sorry. Otters <gasps> fuck each other to death. I'm so oh, sorry. No. <laughs> Oh, no. And then they will just continue to have sex with the corpse until it disintegrates. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. You're telling I just, me? I just found this out. And honors. then I was like, I was sitting here thinking, I wonder what Melody's going to say. And then I was like, oh, I know exactly what she's going to say. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Oh, no. Not only do they rape each other to death, but then they're also necrophiles. Yeah. I'll send you the article. Oh, balls. Will you? Oh, yeah. thank you so sure. much. Sure, I'm going to do it right now. Well, here's why I was going to say otter, even though my whole <laughs> world is fun, fucking fun ruined. they fun-spirited, <laughs> They are, until they get so randy, they literally murder each other in all the orifices. Fuck. Well, I mean, they're wild animals. All wild animals do terrible things. Yeah, I mean, I no, no, I'm not giving otters a pass. All the right, but here's why called, I was going to say uh, that. The case against otters, the necrophiliac serial killing fur monsters of the sea. It is a Vox article. (laughs) Okay, can I say how much I love Vox? Mm -hmm. Ezra Klein is killing the game these days. Mm -hmm. Okay, but I was going to say fucking otter because because they, if you've ever gone to the zoo or watched a video, here's the thing that I love about otters. They, from, from what I can, from what I knew before the, 
before Aaron drew the curtains back on the Wizard of Oz is they romp around all day. They just they're little they're little rodents that romp, romp, romp and frolic and tumble around. And then they they use tools to eat mollusks all day and they just lay on their fat little backs and and eat mollusks while floating around in the sea or in the river. And then they snuggle with their babies like all the time. And that is what I like about otters. But I didn't know the dark I'm so secret. sorry. I'm so sorry, Melody. They do Shit, use tools bro. and they use tools for a lot of things. They are snuggly. Okay. Well, then what would I be? Otherwise. No, be an otter. I'm sure. Listen, I've seen a bear rape another bear at a zoo one time. It was deeply <laughs> disturbing. It's just what animals do. It's fine. It's fine. I would also say dolphin, except they also rape each other to death. Yeah, I think it's just a thing animals do. Okay. All right. So Simon right, so- asks Brianna what kind of animal she would be. Brianna she says, says a Pomeranian. Because they're cute. And he's just like, I am done with that like if you if i ask yeah. you what kind of animal you'd be and you say a pomeranian you are not the girl for me which fair i'm into it yeah so then he asks uh bridget and she says a stallion because mm-hmm. they're wild and free and also not rapey right i don't know that they're not i there probably are i i don't know uh, <laughs> so so <sorry>. <laughs> <laughs> okay wait so then is this where the mouse happens it's Pretty around sure the mouse same happens. time okay so okay there's a mouse, a mouse happens in the house. Bridget is like jumps on the Bridget's table. very stereotypically of a woman freaks I've the fuck out. I've never understood this reaction to rodents, but whatever. She's up Me on neither. a table freaking out. And Simon's like, I got this. I'm going to catch the mouse. Which is the craziest thing. Right. Because unless you are an actual ninja, uh-huh. yeah, here <laughs> I we have go. never seen a human Mm-mm. catch a mouse. They're so fast with their bare hands. And he Especially not under a thing. No. Like just strides over to that mouse. Here sorry, this is a segment bing <laughs> boom is- bing. Logistics with Aaron again. Right. He just strides over to that mouse and is like, hmm, somebody hand me a Tupperware and then just gently puts it right over that mouse. Puts it right up. Okay, you want to know my, this is Bing Boom Bong. This is <laughs> Mama Bear with Melody. <laughs> because mm-hmm. my reaction to this whole thing, this motherfucker says, he goes, oh, I wasn't expecting to play Tom and Jerry today. And then um, he stands up and his hair is disheveled and he looks really hot and heroic and bleh. And then, okay, so he's got the mouse by the tail, a wild animal. It's a, this oh, is he a doesn't mouse. even use like a Tupperware? No, this he is a field mouse. He it in his hands. In his bare fucking hands, holding it by the tail. And it's wiggling its arms around as if it wouldn't immediately strike and bite you because it's it has defense mechanisms called teeth. Right. Okay, so then he looks over and he goes to her eight or nine year old son. Come see, Brendan. Simon then cupped the rodent as my son pet it. Is this I'm sorry, is this a pet smart (laughs) mouse? (laughs) And also, I was like, get the fuck away from that get my son away from that animal yes, because that diseases probably that, that is diseased that is wild it will bite at any second it's gonna it's gonna spider monkey at his face to try to get away like mm-hmm. this is not a dad moment because then they go outside and they release the mouse together and bridget's like oh, he's so good with my son and he's so and i'm like that motherfucker just put your child in danger what are you doing oh we're not even too Simon is not good with her son. I think that's where we're going next. <laughs> oh, fair. Okay. 
Fair, go. So I think one of the next... Th- so he he makes a lot of comments of like, you're such a good mother. You do so well with Brendan. Brendan mm-hmm. is such a good kid. But I don't think this child actually speaks for the first like 200 pages of the book. We, mm-hmm. we know almost nothing about Brendan the child. There are no interactions between Simon and Brendan save this like this situation with the mouse. Like there, well, there's cooks- very little... But that's later. He cooks I think. Brendan breakfast at some point. I think no, that's later. it's it's really early on. It's weird. Okay. He's like, I don't want to settle down. I don't want to get married. I don't want kids. I don't want any of that because of his his past. And then um he goes on the date with Brianna. I think we mm-hmm. we jumped ahead a bit. He goes on the date with Brianna and then is like, I need to come home to this lady. And then that's when she's like, Do you want some wine? Because I oh, promised myself I wouldn't drink okay. alone. Yeah. Cause she gets and drunk then, on two glasses of wine. Which we've all been there, Aaron. Let's be honest. You have but not. Here's the thing. Listen, I had one glass of uh okay, first poquito of all, last Melody, night. I'm allergic to wine. <laughs> what kind of friend That's are you? Right. You know this. <laughs> I always forget. This. But we'll just say it's beers. Um, but like beers are different. That's a different alcohol. Have content. you ever been so drunk on two glasses of wine that you sleep through your alarm, miss oh, your job no. and forget to Abso take care of your child? Not. Because no, that's what happened. She has two glasses yeah. of wine and then the morning she's just like, oh God, what time is it? I slept through my alarm and Brendan needs to go to school and I need to go to work and I'm an hour late. Like what? Two glasses yeah. of wine? Like what kind of human are you? But we are skipping ahead a bit. Okay. Because that's my thought. favorite part. I thought it was later. They, they come he comes home from this date and he's like, what would you be a stallion? And she's like, yeah. And then, uh, and then he, she goes to get the wine and he digs out her Kindle. Right. To be like, what were you, what are you so embarrassed about? Because and it was a uh, titty fucking. It was a titty fucking romance novel. <laughs> yeah. And then <laughs> like, it's a guy who's like doing, doing sex to a lady's boobs. And then he like splooges in her face. And I was mm-hmm. like, <laughs> Wow, you know, and he was like real impressed. Like, ooh, that's what romance novels are. I mean, yeah, I was impressed too. Yeah, Thank me you, Penelope Ward and Vi Keeland. Uh, I would like to see more of that kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, more in of a romance that, novel. guys. Less yeah. of uh, miraculous mouse catching, more of that. <laughs> <laughs> well, and like less of the, less of the, never mind. We'll get to that later. Okay. So, she wakes up late. And Simon's like cooking Brendan breakfast and is like, I'll take him to school. Wait, 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 wait. We have to note, he doesn't just read it to himself. This is what I loved about it. He read it out loud to her while they drank wine together. And it was hot. Not going to lie. Yeah, that was a good part. I enjoyed that Very hot. Yes. So then she can't handle her life. um, And... He then, okay, this man goes in the span of 12 hours. Mm-hmm. He goes from, I don't want kids. I don't like kids. Um, he actually says to Calliope, well, you know me and kids. Right. And then, um, you know, does all of that. And then just thinks to himself, you know what? As a, as a 26, 7, 8-year-old bachelor, I'm just going to get up and saunter around and shirtless and make sure that this child gets what it needs because I know when school starts and yeah. I know when he yeah. needs to brush his teeth That's exactly and I know the I timing yeah. of all the things. She says, oh my God, I can't <laughs> believe I slept in. Like what happened? I didn't even hear my alarm go off. And he says, 
That's because I turned, I turned, it, turned off. it off. And I'm like, how dare you? The renter that lives in my house came into yeah. my room and turned off my alarm. And then he's like, sit, have breakfast. I'll drop Brendan off and I'll be back to clean up before I get to the hospital. He knows where his how school do you know is? Where you're, yeah. How do you know when he goes to school? Yeah. How do you know that it's not 30 minutes away? You don't know the timetable of how long it's going to take. Right. I was just like, what? How? You've never even spoken to this kid. Like, I'm just. Yeah. 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 I mean, on the one hand, my ovaries exploded a bit. On the other hand, it made no fucking sense. Oh, I don't, I don't know, like what my ovaries do. Your ovaries react differently than mine. Yeah, Your they've, they've been are... quieted by a copper IUD, but they did not react <laughs> in a positive way to this. <laughs> no, it was, it was weird. It was weird. <laughs> so I think this is the double date is probably what happens oh, next. Oh, yeah. Um, well, he brings a juicer into their kitchen because he. And that's like breakfast time, right? Um, Is that a plot point you think we need to go over? (laughs) I fucking love a juicer. (laughs) Oh, Aaron, we forgot the part where he brings a juicer in and puts it in. I don't even know what. So anyway, (laughs) um, they they set each other up. They decide that they need to set each other up on a date. She says, oh, I haven't gone on a date since Ben, you know, because it's. Ben's her dead husband, you know, because it's been difficult for me to get get over that whole thing and grief and Which everything. makes total Fair. sense. Simon says, I don't think that's true. I think you're just afraid to get back in the saddle. To which I said, fuck you, get out of my house. Yeah. But she same. did not. She was like, yeah, you're maybe right. You're so blindingly hot. I can't see what a dick you're being right now. Because <laughs> he doesn't Neg know me her. some he more, Simon. Yeah. Neg me like, some more. Yeah. I was like, um, she, I'm afraid. <laughs> get the fuck away from You don't know me. You don't know my life. Yeah. You don't know my grief. And Jesus. even if I am afraid, that's none of your fucking business. Mm-hmm. And it's probably also like, can we not can we not take this incredibly complicated and and huge thing in my life and boil it down to I'm afraid to see another penis? That's yeah. not what's happening. Okay, wait. So so then he starts giving her what he wants in a woman. The first mm-hmm. oh yeah well, thing on the list is an ass. I think a good ass, a plump, a good, good ass. The second thing is um he wants to make sure that. Oh, oh, he wants to make sure she has a good answer to the animal question, sure. which I didn't hate, honestly, because I think you can tell some things about a person mm-hmm. uh, with that kind of shit. Not a lot, but you know what? I'm overthinking this. And the third thing is, <laughs> <laughs> the third thing is he wants her to make sure that this woman is not a starfish in bed, no. which first of all, it offends me that she's she's never heard this term before or like has no idea of what it could possibly be in the I context never, of a hot young man. I have but you never can't extrapolate heard this. a little. Yeah, I guess. I guess it's like a pillow princess, right? Okay. I've never heard that term, but I know what that means. Yeah. Okay. I just thought starfish was weird because starfish implies to me that your body is splayed out like an X. And you eat out of your vagina? Wait, what? <laughs> what? It does oh, not, that's, that's not what it implies do. to you? That's where a starfish mouth is located, <laughs> right in the vag space. <laughs> I can't breathe. <laughs> so what? what okay, so that's what, snort so number one. What he's PS. saying is that he doesn't want a woman that like doesn't participate in sex and just kind of lays there and takes it. But to me, a starfish also meant that her arms are up above her head, which yeah, offends totally. me more than somebody who's not participatory. I'm just like, put your arms down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, totally. Anyway. Um, 
Okay, so so she's supposed to ask these women all of these questions, mm-hmm. um, and she's like, "Well, fuck that and fuck you," which I yeah. appreciated about her because here's the thing: they both want each other so badly that mm-hmm. they both of them tank this date. He, um, under the guise of "I want to make sure that she's protected and with somebody nice," sets which her is up bullshit. with like a shitty, shitty guy. Oh God, sets her up with a guy who can't stop coughing. It's a nervous tick, yeah, and he's not sure. He's not handsome either. No, he's like podgy and mm-hmm. salt and pepper in a bad way, and the. And then she sets him up with a woman with no ass. And then when he asks her the animal question at the date, she goes, a kitten, because they're cute. (laughs) And also, they turn into cats. And I like cats, which, uh, sure. Um, But he's like, (laughs) he's like, we got to (laughs) go. So then they go home together. Wait, 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 wait. Oh, sorry. I just want to read one sentence from Simon's narrative during Mm. the date. He mm-hmm. he thinks to himself, like he's thinking about how good she looks on this double date and how much he wishes yeah. she was on this date with him. And he says, not to mention her strawberry creams. <gasps> I just, I was just about, I just, mm-hmm. sorry. The levels on that are going to be a fucking nightmare for you to edit. Okay. You so. know what? We're going to figure it out. And my <laughs> excitement is worth it. Okay. Keep going. Not to mention her strawberry creams look damn good squeezed together with just a hint of cleavage showing. <laughs> I have never heard breasts referred to as strawberry creams in my life. Do you want to know my note? What? All caps, it says, strawberry creams? Is that a thing? Because I've never, Uh -uh. never. I read this again. Where do you think I read this book? UK listeners. On a plane? It was on a plane. I nearly turned to the person next to me. I was like, have you (laughs) ever breasts referred to as strawberry creams? Like, I immediately needed to ask everyone, but I was in a a Wi-Fi-less situation. Yeah, hey, UK listeners, if you can tweet at heaving underscore bosoms and tell us whether or not strawberry creams are a thing. We do have Um, a fair number of UK listeners. We do. And if or if if email is better, you Mm -hmm. know where to find us. Uh, Let a bitch know because I have strawberry creams. I mean, I'm I'm I didn't. No, you know what? I don't even get it. I can't even say I didn't hate it because I didn't get it. I didn't I didn't hate it. I was just like, are they red? Like, I don't understand. You know how I feel about the word creamy to describe heroines in books. No, Whoa. totally. Totally. It's Crimson don't. Mountain. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Putting um, the lotion okay, on wait. its skin. So then, they, yeah. so then they go home and they're like, well, that was stupid and that sucked. And um, then they start talking about how much they like each other. Mm-hmm. And um, he's like... If you put yourself out there in any manner, you wouldn't have a problem mm-hmm. finding a man. You're extremely attractive. And she's like, well, thank you, but you don't have to say that. And he goes, no, I don't. But it's the truth. You're naturally beautiful. Even when you're not done up like tonight, you have gorgeous lips, ample tits, a fit body, and a mighty fine apple bottom. Yeah, I swoon. <laughs> I did, too. I totally did. And then she goes, oh, go on. He goes, you think I'm kidding but I'm not like <laughs> it's mm-hmm. so good. Also this, she, they talk a little bit about her dead husband here mm-hmm. and she's like, you know, it's just kind of hard and it gets lonely sometimes. And Simon's like, Oh, she wears her grief and her vulnerability on her sleeve, which I was like, no, she doesn't like, she barely no. talks about it mm-hmm. or thinks about it. Cause we know her narrative. Like, I don't it's know. It's also been two years. Yeah. Like, but there's no, it's not big in her mind at all. Yeah. In this book. Yeah. So I thought that was a little bit weird because she doesn't ever, not that that's wrong, but she's not, she doesn't ever like get sad about it at all or like no. be vulnerable about it toward him at all. 
Yeah. I thought that was a little odd. Okay, so why don't we skip ahead to the letter? Yes. Yes. Okay. This was another thing. She finds this thing in her trash. It is a letter. No, not trash. No, he slips it under a door. Oh, no. Is that what happens next? Because I thought field day was next. Oh. Yeah. I need to talk about it. I'm sorry. Fair. Fair. So she finds in her trash can in the kitchen a letter from school that Brendan, her son, who's like, I don't know, nine-ish or whatever, put in the trash. And it's a letter that invites fathers to a field day at his school. And she finds it. And she has almost (gasps) no reaction to it emotionally except to be like, oh, this sucks. He doesn't have a dad anymore. Like, this is (laughs) sad for my son. And I'm like, if I found this. I don't want to, like, judge her grief process or whatever, but, man, no oh shit, no tears, no... She was just like, oh. Yeah. Welp. <laughs> well, very I mean, weird. that's the thing. At least in my personal uh, grief experience, it's the random, everyday, mundane shit like yeah. that that will get me going from zero to steel magnolias. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If like, I found it just, this in my garbage, it just I would up on have you. lost my shit. She does yeah. not. She holds it together. She's fine. Which is admirable in some ways. Yeah. Yeah. She tells Simon, like... I'm not judging it. No. But it's also, like, Simon can't also be, like, oh, you're you're so vulnerable. And, like, I don't know. It's, like, you can't have it both ways, authors. But whatever. So she (laughs) finds this thing and she goes to Simon and she's, like, this is so sad. And so then... So, yeah. So then Simon... She also says... God, Simon, you must find this house so depressing, sometimes constant reminders of death. And my note was, this is literally the first one. (laughs) Right. The first time anyone's even talked about it. Anyway, so (laughs) Simon takes it upon himself to be like, you know what? I'm going to go to field day with Brendan. No, that's unfair. That's an unfair characterization. For some reason, he drives Brendan to school again. Again. And I, I, I don't know why. Because yeah. that feels like a weird boundary, especially for somebody that... Oh, we do not give a fuck about boundaries. Like, get ready. No. And you know what? The murderino in me and, like, the mama bear would be like, hi, why are you so interested in my son? <laughs> hi, young man who just entered my house. Uh, what exactly <laughs> is it about my son that you like a whole fucking lot? Um, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'm a, a dick, though. So, um, well, and again, I can't see him or hear him, so I am not charmed necessarily right. as much as she is okay wait so he drives brendan to school again and Brendan like, kind of asks him to do this he does he says hey would you kind of be like an uncle and he's like mm, sure mm, sort of and uh, he agrees to go to field day with brendan does not tell bridget doesn't tell bridget has to trade two saturdays of shifts to get the shift covered and like mm-hmm. a nighttime shift and like uh, buy this guy some food like it's a whole lot that he does yeah and does not tell bridget uh -uh. which i am not okay with my note was what if bridget had shown up i know what my note was what what have you ever even talked to this kid is this okay is this okay with bridget why haven't you talked to bridget (laughs) yeah and then once he gets there he says that he's bridget's brother yeah, which does. is also weird. No, 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 no. The teacher assumes. Okay. Because the teacher's like, you're an uncle. How do you have an accent if you're mm-hmm. related to them? And he fully makes up a story about how he's Bridget's blood brother. And a pilot. Well, that was Brendan's thing. Brendan told a right. white lie. And 
But Simon he's like, with it. he completely condones it and is like, yeah, yeah. Brennan, lying's okay. Like, I was like, right. you're also teaching this kid shitty lessons about how it's okay <laughs> to lie to his whole class and his teacher? Like, get out of his life, man. <laughs> I was so upset. And then um, also, I just have to say, this is like just a me thing, but part of this like class thing is when the teacher – oh, no, it's – yeah, they, they – as part of this class, sit Indian style. And you remember sitting yeah. Indian style, right? Mm-hmm. So I, in college, so that would have been whew, 10 years ago. Woof. Woof. There, there, that's where we are in our lives. That's where, yep. I did like a tutoring thing where I like went to a kindergarten class and I was like, okay, guys, everyone sit Indian style. And I was like fish hook grabbed by, like, uh-huh. I was like <laughs> tackled by the teacher. She no, like, it is crisscross applesauce now. Crisscross applesauce around here. <laughs> That's right. So, That's right. Um, at this racist school, apparently. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but they say Indian style that stuck out to me because I was like, it is crisscross applesauce around here. Yeah. <laughs> so they uh, win everything at field day and the yep. teacher hits on him and he flirts with her on autopilot, but then is like, I gotta go. Um, and then Bridget shows up to pick up her son, which also Bridget was just going to Bridget didn't decide to show up to be Mm-mm. like the one parent. She was just like, you know what, kid? This is some hard knocks. Learn to be without a dad at she field day. Where too. every No, totally. Totally. But Bridget made absolutely no attempt to like, I don't know. She said, should I keep him home from school? No, I also don't want to do I don't that. Think she didn't even talk to Brendan about it. No, she didn't do a fucking thing. Even after finding that letter, which is She didn't even prep him, which I this know. this entire field day was team events between an adult usually the dad and the the kid. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know what she expected him to do all day. I don't know. Uh, it, like it would have be, been a very field sad day with day. the ghost of his dad. Yeah. I don't get it. It would have um, been very anyway, sad. So she's like, what are you doing here? And he's like saving the day. And she's like, swoon, please hop right mm-hmm. into my vagina. And she says, on one hand, I thought it was the sweetest, most heartfelt thing anyone had ever done for us. On the other hand, it was a bit irresponsible. And I'm like, a bit? A bit. And then she's like, wait, you're teaching my son lying? And I'm like, yeah, this is very irresponsible. <laughs> but anyway, so that happens and she just swoons over it. And then he also, during this conversation, they talk uh-huh. about possibly having feelings for each other and her uh-huh. being a little jealous of the teacher. And he says, Ahem. he says uh-huh. to her, uh-huh. enough time has passed since Ben Ooh. died. It's okay to have feelings for someone, you know, especially... Oh, no, wait. This is Clyde Okay, good. Yep. Sorry. I apologize. This is Clyde But still, she says to Bridget, enough time has passed since Ben died. It's okay to have feelings for someone, you know, especially someone who's a truly great guy. Clyde knows he's a total player. Yeah. And also... I mean, player with a heart of gold, right? Sure, fine. Like, that's supposed but to be the thing. she knows how irresponsible he is with women. And yeah. also, Melody, if either of us is ever widowed, if you come mm. at me and say enough time, enough has time passed, has passed. Oh no, we'll shank each other. I will murder you in the face. Yeah. Oh like, yeah. Are you kidding? Yeah. And me? you know what? You will be completely and utterly fine. That's and fine. Also, I give you no permission. Point in this book, does Bridget say Calliope was my best friend? Blah blah blah. She repeatedly refers to her as her yoga teacher. So I don't think yes. they're even that close. I thought that was heinous, Calliope. Yeah, heinous. Oh, but Calliope redeems herself. No, she didn't. she does. She but redeemed that, herself that in my brain thing a bit. Was heinous, yeah, in my opinion. 
Okay, so then the letter happens. Let's just skip ahead to the letter. I don't remember exactly how it happens, but he's like, I have to tell you this because I've been wanking to you for days and weeks and I Mm -hmm. have to tell you. So he writes a letter that he wasn't even going to give her, but then he ends up slipping it under her door. And it's hot. Don't get me wrong. It's a good, good letter. I was in her shoes and I was was heating up a bit just reading it. It's good shit. Mm -hmm. So then she can't stop thinking about it, obviously. And she decides that she has to write him a letter that she actually will never show him just to get her thoughts out of her brain and keep moving. Is it in the first letter that he invites her to come to his room and watch him? No. Okay. Okay. No. He, he says, okay. in the first letter, he says, I don't want to make the first move. However, from now until eternity, my door will be cracked and you can feel free to come in at any time. And uh, so she's thinking about his open door mm-hmm. and all the things. Um, and so she pens him a letter back, which is excellent. Because <laughs> um, here's the thing. This book doesn't have a virgin trope but it definitely has the i've never known what good sex is Mm -hmm. until i met this guy trope Mm -hmm. which is annoying in and of itself Mm -hmm. but is fine because i guess people don't know sometimes she can people definitely don't know sometimes but she talks about her husband and how sex was okay with her husband but it was never great and fine but i think i would have liked this but they were together for 10 years how do you never ever inquire Uh, about things that you might be interested in just inquire just a casual like hey what about i believed it but really yeah i was fine with that okay i would have liked the book more if he had been just better because I think I think it was kind of a cop out for this book to be like he was bad at sex. You know, later we'll find out he was kind of a bad husband too. Mm. But I think it's such a cop out to be like she's able to be in love with Simon now because Ben was such a shitbag. Totally, because you know, that's not real life. If somebody's yeah. spouse dies, that doesn't just because they were wonderful does not mean you can't love somebody else in the future and have that person still be lovable or lovable, uh, wonderful and big in your mind. And you still be in love with that person that's gone. Like, I just, I didn't like how the book kind of tore Ben down in order to make Simon possible. To make room for Simon. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. Can I read you my favorite section out of her letter to him? Mm -hmm. She says, while you were busy digging a fish hook from my ass, I was relishing the feeling of your big hand touching me and imagining what it might feel like for you to fuck me from behind while I was bent over the exam table. I also imagined your finger in my ass, which is actually pretty strange for me since I've never done any sort of anal play. But there, I said it. <laughs> it made me so happy. Mm-hmm. And then she like opens up completely. She's like, I'm scared. I'm not 22. I've given birth. You like all the things. And mm-hmm. I totally, totally understand that yeah. completely. She also writes... Uh- after that first encounter in the emergency room, I came home and masturbated to thoughts of you. It had been the first time I'd used my vibrator in years since my husband died. You awoke something inside of me that I thought was dead. And I wrote, why did we miss that? This is a romance novel. Yeah. Hey, Penelope. Yeah. Hey, Vi. Yeah. Write us you up didn't little, need to fast forward those fantasy. three months. You could have just given us one more scene. Yeah. Um, 
Okay. But it was hot to find out this way, too, did, in their like, defense. So after this, she sleeps in <gasps> again. She sleeps through her wait, alarm a wait, second time. Wait, oh, wait, sorry, wait, sorry. wait. Okay, no, okay. plot point, plot point. Mm-hmm. The PS on this is um, I'd really appreciate it if you could video yourself jerking off. It's been oh, my most yeah. recent fantasy, and I'd like to see it. Yeah. So then, bitch can't sorry, handle her sorry. life anymore. She's losing sleep over Simon. Sleeps in again. Brendan wakes her up. And uh, she has written the letter, like, put it in an envelope and... and put his name on it in like scrawling letters. So she's rushing around getting ready and she's like, fuck, where's the letter? Fuck, 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 fuck. Cannot find it. So I'm then so sorry she's I like, skipped ahead. No worries. <laughs> so she's much. like, Brendan, what happened to my letter? And he is like, oh, I gave it to Simon. It had his name on it. So bye. And she's like, oh no. So then she goes into his room, which is, I guess understandable in this context, but also a really fucking weird thing to do. I would do As it. if he wouldn't immediately open a letter from her. Like, I just don't understand the moment where you're like, this guy wrote me a sexy letter. He gets a sexy letter. He gets a letter back and doesn't immediately rip it open thinking on the off chance it might be sexy. Mm-hmm. Like, it, I guess it is weird because her son handed it to him. Mm-hmm. But, but I her just... son probably said, I found this in mom's room. It has your name on it. Yeah, totally. So anyway, she goes into full freakout mode. She starts rifling through all his things and sees some law papers in a drawer, period. End of discussion. Then keeps rifling, rifling, rifling. Finds the envelope, but not the letters. And goes to work. Mm -hmm. And then doesn't see him all day, but then he catches her. And he writes her a note, a prescription. Is it a prescription? Yeah, he writes her a prescription. Because they're they're treating the same patient. He keeps making innuendos or innuendos. Innuendos. And she's like, stop it, I'm flushing. But can I say that whole morning fiasco happened because she slept through her alarm again or forgot to set an alarm again. And I'm just like, I've forgotten to set an alarm maybe once in three years and been late to work. But I can fully attest that now, now with Ember. Yeah. I just wake up at about 7.30. Like, what is your life? your circadian like, rhythm changes. Alarms aren't hard, as you get though. Older. Like, I don't, I, it, blo- it blows my mind. She wakes up at the same time every morning. Like, get it yeah. together. He was right when he told her she was a total mess. She is. She is a bit, yes. Um, All right. Okay, wait. So. He gives her the prescription. He writes her a prescription, and it says, my door will be open at 11 p.m. Why would you want a video when you can have a live show? essentially and so she's like oh my god i can't (laughs) believe this and he doesn't actually believe that she'll do it and so at 11 p.m he's in his room and he notices that she's standing in the doorway like in the shadows and he fully jerks off calling her name doing all the things i'm not gonna lie worked for me it was hot it was good it was very very hot yeah but then he says hello love after he has uh completed his business and she immediately scampers away and then he doesn't see her for a week question mark because she's avoiding him (laughs) (laughs) i don't know how that's possible when you live in the same house and work at the same hospital but like they had opposite shifts or something and she's doing her best to avoid him Uh uh-huh so oh sorry i want to read this uh-huh. One more thing about the masturbating scene. Yeah. Her narrative while she's watching him says, 
I thought I might come before he did. Thank God fear had frozen me in place or may have done something even crazier, like walk in and climb on top of him. The urge to do that was stronger than any urge I'd ever had in my entire life. I wanted to ride him more than I wanted to take my next breath, and this was coming from a woman who'd always preferred the missionary position. And my note was, sounds like a starfish to me. <laughs> like, uh-huh. she's not even in the bed to starfish. She's just standing at the door. Like, that's uh-huh. that's very starfishy in my opinion. So... Oh wait, She's... can I can I randomly read you one note that I just found because I skipped it and I loved it. Sure. It it's not it's just a it's just a description that I really really enjoyed. Cuz we've been harping on the writing a bit, but there was one that I super enjoyed. She sees him and uh walks up to him and says, "To make matters worse, Simon looked absolutely gorgeous in a fitted ribbed sweater and dark jeans as his manly scent wafted in the air and floated right between my legs." And I really enjoyed that because it's just such a good description of like getting the smell that's really attractive and having a lightning bolt go straight to your doodah. <laughs> that's so funny because that was on the double date and yeah. I highlighted the same section. And when you were weirded out by it? No, I, the wafting whatever. But I I highlighted the section that said he looks sexy in a tight ribbed sweater <laughs> And I highlighted that in my note was, said no woman ever. <laughs> no, one's, no one's ever been like, ooh, baby, tonight, would Fair. you mind wearing that tight ribbed sweater? Like, I just imagined uh-huh. like a turtleneck that showed his nips. I was like, ugh. Yeah. They avoid each other for a while. He tries to talk to her at work a couple of times. Um, oh, wait. During the masturbation scene, I do have a snarky note real quick. Because she goes... Um, I knew that if I just reached down and touched my own clit, it would set me off. And I, my note is, as opposed to his clit. (laughs) (laughs) Somebody else's. Dan. Okay, yeah. So they, uh, Okay, the next note I have is that she goes to Florida, but I swore that they had sex before that. Is that not true? They absolutely did not have sex before that. The, so, um, because so she's like, if we have this. sex, I will never, ever let him go ever in my life. And okay. I'll be in love with him. And also, my son will then be in love with him vicariously or because of the properties of transmission. And uh, none of that is true. Right. Okay. So, so then she goes to Florida to be like, I can't. I need to think about things because you're leaving. And I want to have sex with you really badly. But I think it'll just make things worse. Also, the author... When she says she's going to Florida, about 20 times on, like, one page writes, down to Florida. We're going down to Florida. Yeah, yeah. Everybody's going down to Florida. And I'm like, can we just say she's going to Florida? Like, does it always right. have to be down to Florida? We're going right. down to Florida. <laughs> okay, wait. But can I can yes. I make a quick note yes. about how I am different from this uh, yes. heroine? You would have fucked it out. Here's the thing. <laughs> First of all, obviously. All of our listeners Second know all, Melody Carlisle bangs it out. <laughs> Everyone knows. It's okay. <laughs> okay, no, 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 it's not that. Uh, this is an actual point I think I'm trying to make, mm-hmm. okay? This is a human point. In my humble experience, having sex has only ever demystified things. Mm-hmm. Fair. I think that it's worse if you let him go as a fantasy. Like, No. I want to know, like, if he makes a really weird face when he comes, maybe that will help. 
me to kick him out the door. If he won't go down on me, then I know that we have no future together. Mm-hmm. If he, you know, like if it, it having sex has only helped me say goodbye to people. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I don't really know the problem here, but apparently I'm a different breed. I've had a lot of people tell me that I'm basically a dude with a vagina and I get that, but still. You don't know okay. that women, when they have sex with somebody, have a secret pheromone that they imprint on that person. And I guess I'm just I guess their vagina that. just because comes in a, an iron jaw, um, emotional, on. emotional iron jaw. OK, so, so she, anyway, goes she goes down to Cal- down to California, Florida, down to Florida. and um, visits her mom and her mom tries to set her up and they have a lovely day with a guy. And Brendan this whole time, whoa, whoa, whoa. this bitch does not know. That Brendan has been texting uh, Simon Simon every day, like multiple times a day, like picture messages, uh, all the things, mm-hmm. right? But wait, so Simon, while she's there, she tries on a bikini and Simon asks her to take like selfies in the bikini and then she does. And then Simon calls the store and pays for the bikini in advance so that mm-hmm. she kind of has to buy it. Mm-hmm. So anyway, there you go. That, that's important. Which... Once again, logistics with Aaron and Melody. How does he know exactly I don't what even, mall I she's have at? No clue. How I don't, did that happen? There's just a lot. How did that happen in a span of ten this minutes? This podcast is going to be like three hours long, so I'm trying to. Cut I know we got to go. We got to go. The we 25 go. logistics segments that I had for this. I know. Episode. Okay, wait. So then she finds out that Brendan texts Simon pictures of like her having a fun day with another dude, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden in the bikini like, that Simon bought her. Right. So then she's like. I am scheduling a trip home right now. And she leaves early because she's worried about Simon's feelings. Right. And I kind of get that, but not super. But okay. She like panics and she's like, he hasn't returned my text messages. I'm going to spend $200 to change my ticket and go home early when I'm really worried about money. Um, (laughs) So she goes home and that's when they have the talk where... She's like, I didn't have fun with him. That's not what it looked like. And he's like, well, I really like you or something. And let's have 24 hours together. Let's mm-hmm. let's have sex once. Mm-hmm. And then I didn't. It was really fast. It was really fast. And it was also confusing. Let me. It was. Read you this. What? Thank you. Oh, my God. Because I reread it so many times when she's like up on him. Yeah. So they How were, did that I thought, I thought they were standing. They were standing. I reread it several times. Then he says, he stopped before pulling me close. He took a moment to smell my hair and then suddenly lifted me up over him. So I'm thinking they're standing and he's like lifted her up. Like, like he would push her against the wall. Like right. her, like her legs are around him kind right. of situation. Okay. So then placing my hand back over his shaft, he said, jerk me off, then put me inside you. So is she reaching between her legs? So I yeah. So I was like backwards. Maybe she's turned around. But then how is he holding her there if they're standing up? And then so she reaches down and pumps him into my hand. And so okay, I reached down and pumped him into my hand. My clit was aching with need. Weird, but whatever. When when I couldn't resist any longer, I stopped stroking him and placed his slick cock at my opening. He was looking down so that he could watch the moment he entered me. And I was just like, what? She's bird-sized, remember? Yeah, but like... She's roughly a field mouse. I cannot figure out what this position is. I I can't I'm so glad you couldn't either, because I was so confused by this. And then she said, (laughs) wait, get this, though. 
I've never had sex from this angle, to which I wrote, what angle? And she said, (laughs) I moved my hips in a circular motion, rubbing my ass against the root of his cock while he was, this is nothing a woman has ever said in the history of time, while he was balls deep inside of me. So she's definitely turned around if she's rubbing her butt on him. So I have no No. idea how they're standing, but she's she's turned around if she's rubbing her butt on him, but also her legs are around his waist. So I'm like, are, is she going backwards exorcist style around his waist? Like, what is going on? No, I think it's like, yeah, it would be more that her ass was like cupping his balls if they were, I don't know. I was so confused. Anyway, they end up on the bed. Sure. And then he just like pumps into her and they're done. Yeah. And I was like, really? This is this is what you do during your, your agreed upon one sexual session? I don't understand that. But I, I also sort of get the I'm so excited that I have to immediately get it in kind of mm-hmm. situation. I don't know. Later, how did you like this? Because I thought maybe you'd be into this. Mm. Uh, did you like when he rubbed either cheese or marinara sauce on her nipples? I did not. <laughs> I didn't know because no. it was food related. So I thought. No, no. <laughs> Melody was in a hungry place when she read that. She made you like, <laughs> mm, marinara sauce. It's delicious. No, I I I think it was because because he like he like I imagined like a cobra striking being like (laughs) they're eating dinner on the floor. They're both naked. They've got they've got like plates of pasta or whatever. Mm -hmm. And he's like he like just dips a finger in his sauce and just like puts it on her nip and then is going to lick it off. And I'm just like, Mm -hmm. if I was. If that was me, I would just be like, what? Did you just... What the now fuck I've are you like, doing? I've got to clean myself, jerk. Well, no, no. He will clean it. But I... I oh, I like mean, you're not going to also, very... like, do a double sure. clean after that? Sure. Like, no, but it's a very sensitive area. And so, like, booping my nipple with <laughs> with some sort of thing is not sexy sounding. But you know what I did like? Mm-hmm. The second time they had sex, he immediately made her um letter fantasy come true. Mm-hmm. She was yes. standing at the sink mm-hmm. and uh, um and so he he made her letter fantasy come true, which I really enjoyed. Um okay, and then he decides they're going to have 24 hours. Right. Oh, PS, during his freak out from California, he was fully moving out when she got home. Florida. Yes. yes. What did I say? California again. He said California yeah. the second time. It's fine. While she was in Florida, he saw those pictures and he was like, done packing up my stuff. She's with another man. I can't take this. Yeah. And I'm I'm going to go because I can't handle it. My heart can't handle it. Mm, mm-hmm. Okay, we gotta we gotta speed up, we gotta and, move on. and truncate some things Although because a I metric fuck ton happens. So after much this. happens after this, and it's like I was just like, how is this book not over? But yeah. also, when they're having their twenty four hours of sex, I wrote uh-huh. the note Melody Kryptonite on one passage. Do you know what it was? No, no, tell me, tell me, tell me. It was this passage. I I wish I could read aloud and watch your face, but I can't have <gasps> my eyes in two places. Okay. I'd never given any thought to the difference between having sex and making love. Oh. <laughs> Uh-huh. But what Simon and I experienced tonight mm-hmm. was truly making love. He oh. truly made love to me. <laughs> it was beautiful and moving. Snort number two. I fucking hate it that. Anyway, she talks about the she talks about how they Just made love for like a while. Love. Like Kenny G style uh-huh. making love. I can't. I can't. I'm getting I feel like I like I'm itching my <laughs> scalp right now. <laughs> Here's the thing. I am not opposed to 
the idea of a trend, like an emotionally transcendent sexual experiences. I have had them. I really enjoy them. I think that they're an important part of the human world. I just cannot handle the description of making love, making love, making love over and over and over again. I can't do it. Okay. Right. Okay. So here, so- I'm just going to, I'm just going to do some skippage, right? He goes to the UK to apply for a job or have an interview for a job because that's still the plan. She's very upset about it. She wants him to stay. He revisits some demons in his past that aren't that important. And slays the demons. Mm -hmm. And then he comes back ready to be with Bridget. They decide to be together. He then has a really sweet scene with Bridget's son. And he gets uh, his acceptance fully like I'm on board with you two being together from the eight-year-old which Mm -hmm. I actually thought was really sweet Mm -hmm. and then I thought to myself wow this was a lovely book and then I I tapped on my kindle and I was 73 percent of the way through and I was like what could possibly happen from here here's what happens everyone the law papers that were mentioned in one sentence don't tap on things like that you dick it's just I've got this huge ring now Sorry. (laughs) Stop beating your porg mug with your Uh beautiful engagement ring. Okay. So where was I? Oh, yeah. So here's what happens. Remember the law paper that I mentioned that Mm -hmm. you would have totally read over that she rifles through in a drawer? Turns out that's incredibly important because there was an accident that Brendan, no, fuck, that Simon was sort of a part of. Then he's called to give a deposition. He's then sitting because there's a, a wrongful malpractice suit that's May happening. I take over with... here? Yeah, thank you, lawyer. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so there is a woman that is suing the hospital for malpractice and has that's named right. probably 25 doctors in the suit. That's a many. Simon did not treat this woman. He saw her in the emergency room. She came in after a car accident with probably pretty amorphous uh, soft tissue neck pains. And yeah. he wrote her like discharge. Oh, it's really hot when you talk like that, Erin. I'm sorry. I'm getting a. I'm getting an intellectual boner yeah, for you right now. This? Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Keep going. Tell me why. So, um, <laughs> he wrote her discharge paperwork, and that's it. But he's been roped into this lawsuit, so he's been roped into the deposition. Um, so they want him. His lawyer is going to depose her. Uh, so his lawyer has him sit in on the deposition. Yes. You know, just in case he can. As a non-lawyer. Okay. None of that is explained. As a non-lawyer, I was texting Aaron being like, is he allowed to do that? Why would he be in on her deposition? Like, I don't understand that. Yes. But I would think that you would want the doctor who actually treated her and saw the injuries to be the one in on that particular deposition. No, no, no. Because that lawyer doesn't represent that doctor. That lawyer represents Simon. That deposition oh. is just for Simon's loss. Oh, it's not, part it's of not the a lawsuit. group? Oh, I, I don't know. They didn't say that there was like a big group I of see. lawyers that was deposing her. You can do that, but I think it's just Simon and his lawyer and her. So we're only talking about just Simon's part in this during that Got deposition. Got it. That but makes more sense. When I'm reading this, I'm like, why the fuck are we at a deposition? Like, yes. end your What's book, happening? Penelope and Vi. Okay, no. All right. So here's what happened. <laughs> this bitch... This bitch, I'm. I don't actually mind her very much. Yeah, um, it's not her fault at all. I'm not being anti her. I'm right. just referring to everyone as I do as bitch. Okay, <laughs> so um, turns out 
plot twist, everybody. Ben is a fuck face. Ben is the worst person ever. Because when she, uh, when our lady was down in Florida, down in Florida, visiting her mom, he was in the car getting roadhead from his mistress of a year. Mm-hmm. And that's why he crashed the car and then subsequently perished. So she didn't know about any of this. I'm and s- he I, finds out. I'm struggling what? over here. Well, please go ahead. I have to talk more about the deposition. I'm sorry. <laughs> so <laughs> Simon is so mad at his lawyer because he's like, the lawyer is yes. going to ask her about if she was giving roadhead when the crash happened and if that man was married and if she lied about those two facts. And Simon's like, how is this relevant to whether or not I treated her and lawyers are awful and fuck lawyers and lawyers are terrible? I really and- enjoyed that about him, by the way, because it's true. Oh, about not, Simon? Not the lawyer part. Yeah. No. Simon being like, hey, why is this a thing? Leave her alone. That's no. none of your business. No, 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 no. It is your business because here's the thing. All right. Maybe I do hate lawyers. No, go ahead. <laughs> because I, this made me so mad. She is not the victim in this situation. She put herself in this situation. She's suing the hospital and named 20 doctors for a soft tissue neck injury, which let me tell you is bullshit always Mm. in every malpractice suit. And she's Mm. trying to take Simon's money and Simon's career by saying, oh, my neck was injured because Simon signed a note to discharge me from this hospital, not because I was sucking a guy off in a car Um, And then she wants to lie about that and then pretend that her lying about that is not relevant to her lying about this injury. Bullshit. When somebody who's suing another person lies, it's relevant because it shows that they are a liar. That is super fair. I was so mad that he was like, oh, my lawyer's so terrible. It's like, no, she's terrible. She's bringing a bullshit medical malpractice suit against you. She's terrible. I think it was mostly fair. I think that I was personally turned off by this doctor because of his like boys club party horror. Yes. Sure. Like sure. he was he was actually awful. He he's he put a I picture of her in point, front of though. Simon and was like, You want to look at these tits? Like he sucked. Yeah. But the thing that sucked about him was not that he asked her about this stuff. It's relevant. That's fair. And it's also relevant to how she injured her neck. Yes. Because fair. your no, neck no, is totally in a different and is in a wrong spot uh-huh. in the car. Uh-huh. Okay, wait, but then, but then Simon does a total 180. Yeah. Because he's like, yeah. I don't want to know about this. Yeah, I don't want to, I want, her privacy is paramount to me. I am above this. Uh-huh. And then as soon as he's like, and who was, what was the guy's name? Ben Valentine. <laughs> and then he's Simon like. Simon needs to know all the details. Yeah. Hey, lawyer, you're my best friend and mm-hmm. I need to know all of the stuff. Fuck her privacy. When this was a guy that I didn't know. And a, a nameless wife, widow that I didn't know. I, I was all about her privacy and her, uh, you know, whatever. And now that it's somebody he does know, I just thought it was so hypocritical and shitty. That's yes. What I okay. So crazy, though. More crazy shit happens, guys. It's like the, the last 25% of this book is packed with mm-hmm. things. Yeah. So let's just go through them one by one. Simon finds out that Ben had a mistress. Simon then needs to know all about the mistress. The mistress has a three-year-old, which could be in line with uh, Ben being the father. Simon then strong arms both these women to get a paternity test or a, or a sibling test to make sure like whether or not they're brother and sister. <laughs> Under the guise of what if Brendan grows up and falls in love with this woman and they have two other yeah. babies. That's the reasoning for that, which is dumb. Anyway, right. continue. 
Yeah. He tells her all about it. Oh, um, there is there is a person at the hospital who needs to mind their own fucking business because as soon as Simon is sitting down with the mistress, I have totally forgotten her name. Oh, my note on this is like, get a hobby. Um, she immediately calls Bridget and freaks her the fuck out by being like, I saw Simon <laughs> at coffee doing nothing wrong but with a woman with tits. Uh-huh. And uh, then Bridget immediately freaks out, even though she did not know her husband was having an affair and she has had absolutely no trust issues up until this point. But Mm -hmm. Simon just sitting at a coffee shop with a woman freaks her the fuck out. Okay, so Simon then tells off all of the other hospital staff because they are talking about him uh, like a sexy man in front of Bridget. And he's like, how dare you? She's like, thank you. That was so hurtful. And I was like, in what world is that yeah. hurtful? And why mm-hmm. wouldn't you just be like, hey, guys, FYI, we're dating. Maybe you would like to not talk about that in front of me. That would be a, a good way to handle that, Bridget. But instead, Simon needs to write in and like take care of shit business. Is, okay. I, mm. That was a total like throwaway side plot. Anyway, yeah. so her other friend at the hospital needs to get a hobby. She freaks out. He tells her about the mistress and the the kid. Then um, Bridget ambushes the mistress and her kid to get the paternity test because the mistress thinks that Simon is going to come. What's her name? I don't like calling her just the mistress. Uh, I don't remember. Claudette. Fuck. Claudette. It's not Claudette. <laughs> it's not. I don't remember. Um, I'm sorry. Anyway, sorry, everyone. Uh, she has an Italian last name. I remember she that. She does. Okay. Yeah, she is Italian. So... Um, then what else happens? They decide that they're going to be together forever. And during one of those conversations, um, what's her name says, I had a hard time conceiving Brendan. Do you want kids? And he's like, yeah, I want kids 30 minutes ago. So Mm -hmm. then we watch Gina three months, Gina. So then we watch three months of them doing infertility treatment and her doing shots. Just like, why are we here? (laughs) I don't understand. Um, so then, then his parents show up from the UK to be oh like, God, "The fuck I are you doing?" Forgot about this. Yeah, no, I know. And her book comes up. out in England. Oh, <laughs> in England times. No, <laughs> they are so, from England. It's true. They come into our kitchen, and her boob accidentally comes out. And I was like, "How many boobs are gonna flop out in England on this podcast?" I know, I know, many. Sorry. And that's like a total—that's a throwaway thing. She just like pops it right back in, and no big deal. Yeah, I was like, I would, I would just break up <laughs> with him. That's not how that it happens over. in England. <laughs> I just feel like I can never see these people again. Yeah, that's not how it happens in England. Okay, so then they parents are the bad. Parents to her. are awful to her and then then they come around yeah he oh also they show up on the day he's gonna propose yeah and so he proposes to her and then the epilogue is they have twin girls oh and simon does the stereotypical brendan you better help me out in protecting it with a shotgun these girls when they're teenagers and i'm like get the fuck out of town I had so many notes in Guys. that last twenty five percent, but it's you're right. We're like three and a half hours into this podcast. I can't. I don't know. I was so. I don't know. <laughs> I think that it was just so. Last, I enjoyed it. It was, fine. but I was just like, why didn't we just have a book too? Yeah, I I think that last twenty five percent again. I mentioned this earlier was there to delegitimize the first husband to make room for Simon. Totally. And make her unlove and that husband that. before. I not only didn't need that, it kind of, it upset me. Because I just, I don't think you need to unlove 
your the first one your, in order to make room for yeah, the second one. I, yeah. I just your heart has yeah it has boundless amounts of love to give. I think I literally you wrote that verbatim. Like the the heart yes. has room for this kind of thing, and I I kind of resented the authors for not for giving us that easy way out. I don't yeah. know giving these characters the easy way out, and I think the same thing. I think that's part of the parents thing too is like to make sure that the parents were okay with him being with a single mom and to make sure she yeah. had babies so that that would root them together and make sure that I just I think that they thought they had to do all this to make us believe them as a couple or believe their love or invest I in didn't their need love it. and I did not need that. I I think we should have been given a little more credit. Yeah, mm-hmm. they they could have adopted in order to like right. have children together. They could have done a lot of things that I think that I, we I went know. through that whole in vitro situation so that or fertility treatment situations so that they could prove to us that Simon did really want kids and that it wasn't Maybe. just an accident. I think that's why mm. we were there and I'm like we didn't need give us a little more credit. Like we didn't yeah. need that to believe that these characters wanted the things that they told us that they wanted. Correct. Correct. Okay, listener, I'm really sorry. We're going to get our shit together for the next episode. And it's, it's, we're going to try to make it not an hour or not close to two hours. Actually, wait. It's not. If you, if it's not. Because we're doing that Penny Reed book. (laughs) Oh, it's true. I, yeah, I love that shit. Um, okay. So if you are interested, real quick, in like quick, snippy, snappy, but really entertaining, and adorable reviews of romance novels, check out the YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash fangirl musings, F-A-N-G-I-R-L-M-U-S-I-N-G-S. I think her first name is Jacqueline. Um, she's also on Twitter at fangirl musings, I believe. And she follows us so you can find her there. She is so funny. A lot of times she live tweets a lot of the books she reads. And so she's been reading a lot of the books in preparation for the podcast. And sometimes I'm like, fuck, man, I really want to like read her live tweets before a podcast. <laughs> just so that, like, because right. they're so good. Um, So check her out because she does YouTube style and they're usually between like 10 and 20 minutes long. They're really fun. She has um, a bunch of stuff that pops up on the screen and I usually agree with a lot of what she's saying. Yeah, that's the so, thing. I'm always like, yeah. So if you yeah. like the things that we think uh, and say, you're probably like, yeah, the check that her says. out. Subscribe to her YouTube channel. She's so fantastic. Um, and and she, she also gets. Oh, sorry. Oh, yeah. She also gets throbbing consent boners like I do. <laughs> so we're into it. Yeah. And uh, full disclosure, she's pimping us on Twitter like <laughs> like nobody's oh my business. God! Our girl so, um, is so cool. Listener, we know there's only one of you, but please, please uh, <laughs> yeah. like throw Subscribe. her a like so we can pimp her back a little bit. Yeah. Okay. Do you have a self-love this week, Erin? Or do you want me to start? I do. It's very quick. Okay. Lush had a two-for-one bath bomb sale. Get it. Get it. It ruins your tub, but it makes you feel like a sparkle princess. (laughs) Excellent. Mine is um, a little app called Headspace. Or you know what? It's not even – it doesn't necessarily have to be that. Mine is um, try to – I've been meditating um, just like 10 minutes a day. And I actually subscribe to Headspace. This is not sponsored. Although Headspace, let a bitch know. <laughs> uh, I, It's really great because it's, um, it's this British guy who like later in his life went off to get trained and, 
you know, all the things. And he makes it so not intimidating. He makes it the the exact opposite of intimidating because I get really oh. intimidated by meditation. Headspace is the videos. meditation app, not the, yes. I thought that was the therapy app for some reason. No, that's Talkspace. Talkspace. Which also, okay, let a bitch know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I see. No, so... Um, Headspace is great because there's videos that like sort of talk you through why um, like certain things aren't scary or like if you're not doing it, if you don't think you're doing it right, don't don't fret about it. Mm-hmm. Not to mention that most of them are only like 10 minutes long and yet it changes my day. Mm-hmm. Or there's, you know, there's apps. Yeah, I used for a long time Budify. That's a good one. Spelled Ooh. like Buddha, but Budify. Uh, but I kind of ran out. They don't have like a limitless supply of meditation so I kind of got a little stagnant it took me like two years to get bored of the yeah. same ones but um because there's only so many um and now I've got calm which is apparently the most popular app on uh on apps I don't know what oh, are apps they're the most popular app uh, <laughs> and it's free but if you throw them there you're like five dollars a month or whatever there's uh mm-hmm. pro- meditation programs you can do for different things like self-esteem relationships sleep you know all that kind of stuff and then they give you a different one each day that's new every day that's yeah. 10 minutes cool those are the two i use awesome i still yeah, use budify so- it's i'm not saying it's i'm pro budify i just ran Excellent. out of it Excellent. Yeah. So there's tons out there. There's a ton that are free that'll help you. There's also like the subscription ones that you can do. But just take take a little time to center yourself. Um, because even if you're in a really, really good place, it can help you just sort of streamline your day and get focused and get centered. And I, I have found it very beneficial. All right. So that's my self-love. Okay. You can find us on all the things now, basically. <laughs> Twitter, which I'm actually like, I'm actually replying sometimes, guys, and I don't always tell you it's me, but get ready because I mean, you might be able to hear the tone difference. Yeah, Who you knows? guys should guess whether it's me or her. I think it's yeah, that easy. would be fun. <laughs> okay, so Twitter is at heaving underscore bosoms, Instagram at heaving bosoms, Facebook at heaving bosoms podcast, or just search it, and then Gmail, Gmail is bosoms podcast at gmail.com. That's right. And it's been a while since we've gotten like a true listener email. So if you're in the mood to just yeah. chat with us, you guys we do are reply. lazy and you're just tweeting us. <laughs> you're not getting lazy, we love you. I'm, I'm just kidding. I'm joking. But or fa- I, I we've gotten really Facebook messages. Um, we have. Yeah. But we enjoy the emails. We, we fucking love emails. it. Yeah. Um, and uh, I don't know. I'm stoked about the rest of our lives so keep being a badass and love yourself as much as you love strawberry creams oh god strawberry creams (laughs) (laughs) and making love oh and making the love (laughs) all right well all right i'll talk to you soon all right have a better week this week i will you know what come hell or fucking high water i will all right bye girl bye Hey, you. Yes, listener, you. Are you loving the show? If so, please leave a rating and review in your podcast app. The 90 seconds you take to say something nice not only helps new people find the show, but 
it makes me super smile over at HBHQ. Also, I've had a few people ask, and the answer is yes, we are still doing the five-star bribe. If you leave us a review with five stars, then we'll do whatever book you want. We're real, real deep into the list, though, so it might be a while. Ah, Lilas! Okay, back to the show. <laughs> 